0: Uh, welcome back, Nebraska Athletics Podcast, Episode Seventeen. It is two seventeen here on Thursday, April Eleventh. Um, Brian, we're finally uh, we're getting close to wrapping up spring football, and that means the uh, annual Red White Spring Game is less than forty eight hours away. Here on uh, Saturday, one PM, Memorial Stadium kickoff. Um, it's going to be live on BTN for any of the. Eighty-five thousand plus that won't be attending a sold-out uh, spring game on Saturday. What? Uh, what are you excited
1: about for Saturday? Uh, hopefully, we have nice weather. I think it'll be decent, at least better than what it is today with all the rain and blizzards and cold weather and everything across the states. So, uh, looking forward to uh, some nice weather and you know, just kind of seeing what they've progressed with over the spring. I've seen some other practices, so I have a general idea, but it'll be fun to see him out in uh, competitive mode with the crowd and everything and see how some of the younger guys react, although a couple of them won't be playing this weekend. Um, uh, Juan Dale Robinson being one of them because of his uh, hamstring that he hurt early on in actually uh, spring football. It was the first week or so, I think, and it's just been kind of a nagging thing. So he's one of those star players that everybody's been eager to see, and unfortunately he won't be playing, but you'll see a young quarterback, and in, in, uh, I wanna call him Christian McCaffrey, but that's not right, <laughs> <Luke McCaffrey. laughs> it'd be Luke McCaffrey. So uh, I, I'm interested in seeing how Luke does uh, as a quarterback. I think he's progressed very well in, in spring camp, and I think a lot of the fans will be interested to see what he's been up to and, uh, and how, he's, how he's done and what he looks like for those who've actually never seen him in person. So uh, I guess those are some of the highlights for me. How about you? Well, one other thing before I forget about that we'll bring up, since you brought up Luke McCaffrey, um,
0: I was putting the rosters online yesterday, and for those that don't know, you can go into huskers.com, and the red-white rosters are up on there, and you'll notice a lot of uh, a lot of guys are listed on both the red and the white roster, and I think that's because it um, gives the coaches the ability to bounce guys back and forth, but one player I, I noticed was Luke McCaffrey, I think, is listed on both, and uh like you said, for those that don't know, he's the younger brother of Christian McCaffrey, running back of the uh, Carolina Panthers, also the son of Ed McCaffrey, former wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Um, have you looked at the roster Knows what number Luke is? Well, he used to be number seven. Okay. Well, he is number seven. Okay. So do you think that was – do you think that's random, just a random number, or do you think there might be some kind of connection to who the quarterback for his dad's uh, his dad's football team was? Well, it could be, I suppose. Um, Something I'd be interested to ask him
1: someday. Yeah, that's I mean, haven't. You know, I've talked to him before, but I've never asked him. If there's a John Elway connection there, or if it's just uh, there's some other reason that he's number seven. So. Maybe he wanted his number of his uh, current head coach and from his play could, days. Could I don't be. Know, so. very,
0: uh, very possible. Uh, well, yeah, so other things. I'm excited about the spring game. I, I know... Like you said, I, th- I think there's a lot of people that are probably excited to see Wanda Robinson. Um, he won't be playing. Uh, I'm excited to see some of the new linemen. They're going to be breaking in some new guys with uh, Tanner Farmer, Gerald Foster, graduating last year. Um, excited to see what, you know, running back, Devino Zigbo's gone. Reese Washington won't play. So you've got a, a lot of uh, guys that haven't seen a lot of snaps that are probably going to get some opportunities. Um
1: and that position will look a lot different in the fall when some players arrive on campus and um, in Maurice's case, you know, gets back. So uh, that position will look a lot different come fall camp than what it will on the, in the spring game. But but there will be a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunities for a guy like uh, Brady Belt, who's mm-hmm. been a uh, walk-on that's been talked a lot about this spring. So. Fans will definitely get to see a, a lot of him. So Jalen Bradley. And Jalen Bradley. Thought he was, he's got some opportunities.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, some other skill positions. Uh, fans might see, see some new new players. Uh, I know Andre Hunt's been talked about during mm-hmm. during spring camp. Uh, he's a guy who I believe Troy Walter said, you know, last year, he was a little, um, you know, learning the playbook was slowing him down a little bit. And now he feels like he's really, excuse me, understands the playbook and, with this offense and the pace they go with, that's that's a big thing. Knowing where you need to be and what you need to be doing. Um, let's see some other guys that I'm excited to see. Cam uh, Jurgens is a Cam Jurgens is switched you over the offensive line, line. So, um, kind of seeing the the new look on the defensive front. Not only do you have a new coach, breaking into new guys. Uh, da- Darian Daniels, Damian Daniels already here. Darian transferred from Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think there'll be a lot of things for fans to get a little, get uh, get interested in. I know the teams, from we, we still don't really know what format is, and I'm sure things could change on Saturday. It sounds like the first half will kind of be played as somewhat of a normal football game, mm-hmm. um, normal clock stoppages and such, and then I know last year they basically, the clock kind of ran the whole second half, so um, I would guess if you're a fan coming on Saturday,
1: probably expect somewhere around two hours probably for the I know the BTN man. window is two hours, yeah. and I think last year's game was two hours and six minutes. So, And the coaches have the discretion, obviously, to stop the clock when they want to mm-hmm. in the second half. But for the most part, they let it run. And, um, you know, there might be some situations like late in the game if it's close and they want to work on some situations like that with the clock, they might stop it again or something. But, yeah, by and large, it'll be a running clock in the second half, and the game will be roughly around two hours. It won't be be anything like two and a half or three or anything yeah. that long. So, um, and I like it that they're, as Coach Frost put it, playing football, uh, you know, you watch some of these spring games or scrimmages or practices, what have you, and they'll have these weird scoring systems and defense scores points for whatever, and offense does this thing, or they'll go back and, I like it just playing an actual football game. Mm-hmm. I think it it's more entertaining for the fans. It's easier to, to follow and, it's just, uh, and I think it's beneficial, obviously, for, for the team as well. Uh,
0: a couple other things we wanna make sure and bring up regard kind of happening around the spring game for those that are going to be in attendance on Saturday. Um, let's see, we, we have all this, there's this and a ton of more information on huskers.com, f- fan information for the game. Uh, if you're looking at parking, Information, um, you know, parking services, will cashier lot nine, which is the 14th and Avery parking garage, just Northeast of the stadium, uh, as as well as 17th and R parking garage and 19th and Vine street parking garage. And there'll be a lot of other lots around campus for public parking. Uh, Charge will be $5 per vehicle um, for those lots. And those will open at 7 a.m. 14th and Salt Creek Roadway parking garage Um, will serve as the primary lot for people that have ADA accessibility. Um, Public parking will also be available at Haymarket Haymarket Park, uh, and that'll be $5. And also at the Pinnacle Bank Arena Festival parking lot, that will be $10. Um, Other differences, those two lots will open at 8 8 a.m. as opposed to 7. Um, clear bag policy still in effect on Saturday. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, visit huskers.com slash game day or huskers.com slash bag policy. Basically, uh, don't plan on bringing in your purse, uh, don't plan on bringing in an umbrella, all those type of things. Make sure everything you bring in can fit in a, a clear bag um, and those dimensions are, are mentioned on the site. Um, StarTran will be operating from South Point and from North Shore High School on Saturday. Um, let's see, what do we else got on here that's kind of the big things? Uh, Make sure and hit the Husker Nation Pavilion before the game. Uh, I believe that opens at 10 a.m. Yes, 10 a.m. Going to have Face Painters, Bounce House. All that stuff is located on the uh, Edward Track just northeast of the stadium. Um, Rex Burkhead, uh, Super Bowl champion Rex Burkhead, will be at uh, the Husker Nation Pavilion signing autographs from 11 a.m. to 1230. Um, so get their early Meet racks get his autograph um, there'll be some post fan posters available um, let's see what
1: uh, what other is there anything fan centric that I, I'm missing out on Brian uh, no I would just say they can go to huskers.com and uh, find out all that information for for what they're looking for yep and, um, I think it's all laid out there there's lots of do's and don'ts and where you cans and where you can. So uh, I would just advise them to go to huskers.com and uh, read what they want.
0: Yeah, uh, one, just one other quick thing. Please use the uh, the gate assigned on your ticket. Um, gates 1, 6, 8, and 17 will not be open on Saturday. And as well, 18, 19, 21, and 23 will close shortly after kickoff. So as Brian said, you can find all that information on huskers.com. Um, so let's see, we'll get through Saturday and then we'll be in kind of the uh, football rut until August. Um, what uh what what do you think uh do you, do you want to make any predictions on player that will kind of come out of nowhere it seems like every year at a spring game there's there's a guy that kind of comes out from nowhere that then that's all the fans want to talk about until spring or until fall camp is uh yeah any any name you want to throw out there that's that's gonna be kind of someone that maybe fans weren't
1: aware of well, I think the ones that you wouldn't have been aware of. We, we've kind of already made them aware of. I yeah. think a, like a like a Brady Belt, I think would have been that type of person. But we've already heard so much about him this spring that I don't think he's going to be a necessarily a surprise if he does something on Saturday. It's uh, it's a player that fans have not seen in person, so that'll be somebody to watch. Whether he has a big breakout game or anything, I guess I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think on the defensive side if there's anybody that's been you know really sticking out or anything, but. Um, uh, and you know most of those players are ones that fans really already know. I don't know of any uh, defensive player that just might sneak up, but that's just it. you don't know who it is because they sneak up. So I was kind I of hard feel to like it's predict it's a, that it's so. a little
0: hard for a defensive player to really make a big. I mean, other than maybe uh, an interception or a fumble or something. I'm well, I remember one
1: case. year where Stuart Bradley, and it might not have been the spring game; it might have been a fall scrimmage. I can't remember, but I remember one time where Stuart Bradley had a, just a. Enormous game in a scrimmage type situation. I can't remember if it was the spring game or a fall scrimmage, but it was one of those like, "Who's this kid? Where's he mm-hmm. coming from?" And lo and behold, it's a walk-on who really turned out to be a really good player. <laughs> so, uh, in, I, in the NFL, so not a bad. Um, you know, like a Todd Peterson types. So, you know, I, I I guess I don't know if specifically Todd had a big spring game or not, but you know, some of those walk-ons that just kind of emerge from nowhere and. I just remember that Stuart Bradley was one of them in a scrimmage that was just all over the place, and um, I'm not even for sure that Frank Solich knew how <laughs> good he was going to be at that point, and maybe he didn't know who he was because he was so new, but that's one that really sticks out, though, so yeah, we'll see you on Saturday if there's one of those players that just kind of comes out of nowhere, and, and then... The other side of that coin is they they do something in the spring game and then you never hear from them again either so yeah we've seen that before um Um, i I guess where i was getting at from
0: a from a defensive player maybe it's a defensive lineman thing is usually the quarterback is off limits so it's hard for a guy to create a lot of havoc uh tfl's sacks and those those things i feel like the offense in a in just in a setting like this usually kind of has the advantage from a from a show standpoint yeah that's for sure all right. Well, um, I guess next week we can rehash, and we'll be talking about you know some receiver that goes off for two hundred yards and a couple touchdowns.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, well, other sports that are actually still in season right now. Um, one thing we can look at is uh, Husker baseball. Um, Conference wise, they're they're now uh, seven and two on the year, following a sweep of uh, Purdue last weekend at Hawks Field. Um, we're riding pretty high. Had kind of got brought back down to earth on Tuesday with a a disappointing defeat at home to Creighton. That series is now that season series is now even one and one, and uh, the third game of that series later this year back in Omaha. Um, Teams back on the road this weekend though, heading out to uh, actually left today. They're headed to uh, State College, Pennsylvania for a three game set with the Penn State Nittany Lions. Um, Did you you attend uh, any of the media availability related to baseball? I haven't
1: was not able to this week. Kay. It's been a, it's a busy week with um, for sure spring football stuff and other stories I was working on with the uh, night at the lead and uh, story but uh, actually a lot of the uh, night at the lead stories this week. so uh, didn't get to uh, baseball this week yet. so yeah, Husker,
0: Husker baseball though, um having a good bounce back from last season, um, you know a lot of injuries. Things just didn't go their way, and I think the teams really create a lot of excitement. I know I went out to the game on Friday and Sunday last week, and um, place was pretty full. A lot of it's also helped that the weather's been getting better. Um, but you know, a big going on the road this weekend, picking up a series victory would be, uh, you know, if you could. Heck, if you get a sweep and go to ten and two in the year, that would be great. But I'm sure a, a series win would be. Uh, that's usually what you want to try and get on the road. Um, moving 9-3 nine and nine three in the year would be would be beneficial. Uh, that series kicks off Friday at uh, 5.30 Central, Saturday at 5 Central, and then it's on uh, Sunday at 11. Um, all those games can be heard live on the Husker Sports Network. Um, let's see. Uh, speaking of Night of the Lady, you just brought that up. Uh, that was last Sunday at the Lead Center downtown. That's, uh, I'm trying to think how many years we've been doing that now. Probably around uh, twenty-eight or twenty-nine, I think it was. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess you have had some stories about it this week. Um, do you, anything you want to go into specific about? Kind of who who won the the big nights, big awards of the night?
1: Well, no big surprise, I think, on the women's side, uh, Michaela Fecky won both the uh, Female Athlete of the Year and Female Student Athlete of the Year. And you know, she's had a very decorated volleyball career. And I wrote a story on her about how it's tough to balance the academic side with the athletics and, and and how she did it. And she talked about how she had a well-balanced uh, life with academics and athlete athletics in high school. So when she came here, that was uh, a fairly easy transition. But she, like a lot of athletes, even the, the, the really great smart ones with high GPAs, they do the tutor thing too. And she talked about the academic support support staff here at Nebraska, which is second to none, it's very top-notch and all the student athletes always talk about the tutors and academic support staff that help them along with that. Uh, Bo Cottrell, a former walk-on senior running back, uh, didn't play last year on the team because he broke his leg, but he maintained a 3.916 GPA, so he was one of uh, I want to say like seven or eight, nine student athletes received a uh, scholar award for having a GPA over their career of 3.9 or higher. So that's really difficult to do, and he did it in civil engineering. And so I did a story on uh, talking to him, and uh, also talked about the Sam Foltz uh, 27 Hero Leadership Award and how that was renamed for Sam Foltz in 2016, and. Uh, Bo Cottrell, who knew Sam very well, thought that was very fitting, that was a award named for him because of what the award stands for and everything. So wrote a little bit about that too. Uh, Tyler Berger was the male athlete of the year. Uh, talked to him actually this morning and uh, doing a story on him about uh, his finish to his career, which didn't quite go the way he wanted, but how he's kind of learned from that, and you know why he did some of the things he did leading up to his national championship match in wrestling and then anton stevenson was the male scholar athlete of a student athlete of the year um for academics and athletics so and he's had a very decorated career in gymnastics so those are some of the the winners from the weekend
0: yeah uh, speaking of anton just won his third big 10 vault title Mm -hmm. if i'm correct in that
1: um and speaking of GPAs, uh, you know, the football team, too, has a 3.001 team cumulative GPA entering the spring semester. It's the highest the Nebraska football team GPA has been since it's been tracked in 1992-93. So. And 60% of the football players had a 3.0 or better GPA in the fall semester. Uh, that was an increase of 14% from 2017. and. Again, you'll talk to the athletes on the the football team and they'll tell you too about the tutors and the academic support staff at Nebraska and and how they really help them. So that's really key to student athletes here and how they balance their academics and athletics because they need help. And it's it's great to hear kids say that, you know, they're not shy or um, shameful of anything to admit they need some of that help too. So I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and I, I thought I was a you know fairly good student in college, but I'm always impressed with some of the uh, the GPAs our student-athletes put up because of how much time away from the classroom they spend um, being the doing the athlete part of being a student-athlete. And it's exactly. not like they're majoring in uh, – a lot of them aren't majoring in cakewalk things. I mean, like you said, it's civil engineering, uh, biochemistry, pre-med, things like that. So yeah. um, how they find enough time in the day to do all that stuff is – is rather impressive um let's see it's pretty if, if you if you live in the lincoln area live in nebraska you like to go to husker events it's it's a pretty uh, pretty thin weekend here in lincoln um you know obviously we have the spring game big event there but Basically, no one else is in town other than the uh, the men's golf team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're holding their home event of the year, the, the Get Her Done Invitational. Um, I believe it's at Firethorn
1: Golf Club. It's actually their home event of the decade. They haven't had a home meet since 2006. In Lincoln, anyway. I believe they've in, had... In Lincoln. In Lincoln. Yes. they. I want to say... Which is, which is our home.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I What I mean by that is I think they've competed at a... You know, here in Nebraska, I think they've had some events at, like, Nebraska City or, uh, yeah. you know, other golf course maybe in Omaha. But, yes, to, to be actually in Lincoln, it's their first events in in quite some time. So, um, if you're not going to the spring game and you want to check out some Oscar golf, uh, head out to Fire Throne Golf uh, Club this on Saturday and uh, check out the, the men's golf team. Um, I guess one of... Uh, Husker Softball, they're at Purdue this weekend. Um, probably the other kind of marquee event that's going on right now that the Huskers involved in is the NCAA Bowling Championships, which uh, for quite a while has been one of our most dominating sports, the uh, mm-hmm. amount of national championships that Bill Straub's group brought has brought in. We're, uh, we're currently watching the live stream of our match against uh, Sacred Heart, but for the life of me, uh, I cannot figure out how we're doing because they kind of have the the TV screen that you see in an old bowling alley with basically you know uh, the scoring oh, system, that, but yeah. but there's no uh, there's no team marked at either one telling you which one is Sacred Heart and which one is Nebraska. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I do know we won our first match of the day. Uh, we we started off with Arkansas State and won that, and then uh, the reason we're facing Sacred Heart is they were uh, they were they pulled the. I guess they're the Cinderella right now of the NCW bowling tournament because they upset number one Vanderbilt in the first round. And so uh, Nebraska's facing Sacred Heart right now. And with a win, they would uh, advance advance to uh, play again tomorrow. It's a double elimination bracket. Um, sorry, but other than that, I don't know much about college bowling. Well. Am I the? I'm not the only one. I think you pretty much said everything that uh, we need to know. I actually. think that most people probably would need to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, follow along this weekend. We'll have updates on Huskers.com. Um, hopefully we'll see the Huskers playing in another national championship round, which I believe is on ESPN U on Saturday at uh, five 530. Um, Brian, uh, something that I've been waiting for, I'm very excited about for Sunday, Game of Thrones returns. Are you a Game of Thrones watcher? Uh, no, I've You're never not, seen it. I don't know if there's anything we can maybe ever talk about outside of sports then. No. Sometime I guess we'll find something I have not uh, done the Game of Thrones. Okay. so. But we'll have well, the
1: uh, spring yeah. game to talk about for sure we next week. We'll have the week. spring game so. to talk about next week.
0: Well, as the year goes on, I can just tell you how Game of Thrones is going and spoil it for everybody. No, we <laughs> won't do that. Uh, well, any? Uh, I know you've been working a lot on stuff for Night at the Lead. Um, anything else kind of in the queue that you've got uh, coming up for, for fans to uh, to read about on com? Uh,
1: story on this GPA, story on Tyler Berger, story on the golf team, story on... Um, I can't even think of the other one right now, but yeah, there'll be a lot out there. Okay, for
0: sure. so what so. you're saying is you need me to come up with more story ideas for you. I'm, I'm good for right now. <laughs> okay, so. sounds good. All right, well, for uh, for Brian, I'm Jeremy. Um, we'll talk some spring game uh, recap next week. See you later.